think this is like the first Toyota. We should have had Toyota sponsor us. Like they ever sponsor our podcast, but this is like, if Toyota was ever going to sponsor us, it'd be for this episode because this one is all about Land Cruisers. Well, well I mean, sort of. Sort of. Sort of. Look, if you've been following us for a long time, whether it's through the podcast or through our YouTube channel, um, you know that we have purchased a Toyota Land Cruiser and we are putting it on the boat and we're shipping it overseas. And then eventually we're going to meet up with it. Like we're not just shipping it, just to ship it. And we're going to travel around in it. But today's episode, it, we have some fun people who, th- they love Land Cruisers specifically. Yeah, so that's actually how we first connected with these people. Their names are Carissa and Lindbergh, and you may know them as Gone Durton or Gone Cookin'. They have, um, they sort of go by two different handles, but we know them as Gone Durton. But they, you know, I said it was about a Land Cruiser episode, but it's, it's really not. not. So if you're not a car person, just like hang in there because we actually talk very little about the car. But we talk about food. I was going to say that. <laughs> Much like all of our other episodes in the show, travel is like the underlying theme, but then it takes so many little tangents. And this episode is a lot about cooking. Cooking and how food plays a part in your travel or in your life in general. And Mm -hmm. you'll hear both of them talk and they're very excited about food. I love it. In a good way. They made me hungry. (laughs) They did. And also I was ready to like hop on a motorbike and go to Vietnam and eat all the food. And it's a good episode. These guys are super interesting um, and they are very knowledgeable in the travel and the cooking industry. So we're just gonna jump right into it. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. I know, look, you know this, this is everybody's listening. This is not rehearsed. This is like every time I try to like. She rushes, rushes. (laughs) If you notice, Sarah talks faster and faster like an episode of Gilmore Girls, but we're gonna slow it back down and we're gonna remind you, please, please, please go to Spotify and leave us a rating or iTunes and leave us a review. It really helps the show out. Or if you wanna leave a comment on YouTube, on the channel here, because if you don't know, we upload every episode to YouTube as well. Um, but yeah, that would be much appreciated. All right, let's get going. All right, see ya. Today we have some special guests on who have been in, I want to say like the overlanding world for like, they're like, like people know who these people are because, yeah, because they, they cook food, they take amazing photos, they, they do, and they have a really cool Land Cruiser. Yeah, that's, I mean, when we got our Land Cruiser, we got way more invested in their channel, but this is Gone Durton or Gone Cooking on TikTok, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> so Gone Durton is how we know them on Instagram. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having we're us. We're, yep, we're super excited. If I were, if I was stuck in an elevator with you and we made some awkward like eye contact <laughs> and I said, tell me in 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, who you are, what you do, all that. Like, what would you say? We do everything. Like, I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> we do it all. Yeah, we do it all. Because um, okay. uh, we both have media backgrounds. We're both automotive photographers. Uh, and coming from that, um, you, you get a lot of training in a lot of other disciplines while you're a photographer. Like, you have to learn how to do business. You have to do, learn how to write and all these other things. That And so we do all that. And it's just something that we do now. And the only thing we've added on top of our photography these days and the writing and all that stuff is this uh, is this weird cooking thing that became a thing and um yeah i think i'd say that's yeah. we go we go camping and we eat well yeah <laughs> it's kind of the elevator <laughs> our kind of people <laughs> we need to camp with you guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which i i feel like the cooking side maybe i'm wrong but i feel like that's been a huge part of like 2023 for you guys i, f- I feel like i saw some announcements where you guys like that's a whole angle you're pushing towards in this coming year is that correct yeah yeah so okay. um we 
I don't know what's what's best way to say it. So like earlier in 2022, XO approached us, then they're like, "Hey, we're doing this whole new um, Overland Network thingy, and we would like you guys to be part of it." And so we would love a cooking session or a mm-hmm. cooking kind of show, and we kind of talked it over, and we kind of agreed to something. And we've been filming it all last year, and we're in post production right now. Oh, wow. and it should be going live late March or early or mid to late March uh, on YouTube. Oh, wow, that's yeah. really soon. Oh, I didn't realize man. it was that soon. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so we Congrats, did a lot guys. of filming last year, which is really cool. I mean, coming from automotive photography, like we were so like invested in doing stills or uh-huh, photographers uh-huh. and then it was just you know full switch not switch to video yep. but another tool mm-hmm. that we now you know have yeah. learned and it's it's been a really fun endeavor to yeah. you know bring cooking to overlanding because typically whenever we first start overlanding i mean really we we're just camping yeah, we're, we're just, just camping we we're eating like some pretty basic stuff because we just want to go hiking and like hang out with our friends and then you know, slowly we were like, oh, we really want, like, some fun food. And Lindbergh was really inspired to cook. And then it kind of just became this snowball effect where yeah. the cooking became really part of the whole experience of being outside, too. Yeah. I think kind of the driving force in the better cooking for us is that we no longer were doing weekend trips. Like, so we started off with weekend trips, right? You're doing, like, travel day, one full camp day, and then going home, right? That's, like, the typical weekend trip for a lot of people. And in that time, you don't have a lot of time to, like, think about... Like, I just want to make things as easy as possible because I have as little time as possible. But as more time, we, we did, like, three-day weekends, four-day weekends, and we did five days, and then a week, and then two weeks. And eventually, we got to the point where, like, you're doing two weeks, and you're like, I'm missing the food of home, right? And for us, food of home is whatever is in L.A. And a lot of – we're lucky that we live in a, such a huge metropolitan city where we're going to have access to everything you want, like, anything, like Mexican, Asian food, like, all the Asian foods, right? And then we have, like – a huge Ethiopian population as well. And like mm. a lot of Africans are, are coming in. And so there's this huge like melting pot and like Latin countries and also, so like everything. Right. And so we started missing that the more and more time we spent at home. And I was like, okay, what could I do to alleviate that? Like technically it's like not homesickness, but kind of right. And so I started cooking things that were a little bit easier um, but they, they hit the spot of like, we, this is, this is what home is for us. And it's, it's, sometimes it's like, it's Vietnamese food. Sometimes it's Korean food. Sometimes it's Mexican food. Yeah. So it just became a thing. And then it was just like a natural progression of like everything. Yeah. <laughs> You're making me hungry. Yeah. All right. our, okay. I'll be honest. Like our, anybody who's watched our, our YouTube or anything, they know like our cooking meals, even with the setup is like so basic. Cause I'm, I'm not a cook, but I see y'all stuff and I'm like, maybe I should like get better at this. So just to help people envision what you guys are working with. What is your camp cooking? setup how extensive is it um equipment are you working with? it really it's i would say my camp cooking setup is very minimal the actual tools itself but what makes it more expansive than what normal people have is that i have a ton of spices and and sauces right so that's that's kind of like Mm -hmm. where most of now i would say most of uh, of my camp cooking storage is is like because we just cook with a two burner propane I cook with like a regular, just like a, a chef's knife and then some tongs and the spatula and a pot and a frying pan. That's that's basically it, right? There's nothing special about that setup. Okay. And that's kind of what everyone has. And I want to keep it that way. I One thing I really hate in the food world, actually, like in general, is single-use gadgets, right? Like I need the, the mm. slap chopper that cut, cuts my onions, right? <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, it's one thing if you're yeah. in a house and you have storage for that. I feel like Limburg yeah. has really like right. minimalized his his spices and oils mm-hmm. and like all the fish sauce is like a mandatory thing to have mm-hmm. in there. And yeah. Like you really have made it a, such a small space that it takes up. But my gosh, like what you can use with all of those things is insane. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, here, let's just yeah. throw some garlic powder on it. But Limburg's like, no, no, no. Like this is what's needed. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I would say the best way to describe our pantry in the truck is that it's kind of all the colors that you need, including burnt umbra. If you're from, if you're an artist and you know what burnt umbra is, um, and like so burnt umbra, if, if, if uh, in 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 painting, burnt umbra. So you have your regular three colors, right? You have um, yellow, red, and blue, right? And then burnt umbra uh-huh. and black and white, right? And then. You have all those colors, but then the burnt umbra is super duper important because it's the one color of all the other five that you make in any color, right? Because it kind of either dulls it down or it brightens it up or you make it into a different color. Because like if you mix primary colors together, then it's kind of not, it's not, sometimes you can't, it's not the color you want, right? Mm -hmm. So I say that in our pantries, like we have lots of burnt umbra, right? Um, so we have like things that you can make into a million different things and it doesn't take that much space. Mm. So like, for instance, Mm, that's cool. (laughs) For instance, like I carry fish sauce, right? And fish sauce is not known as this thing where you could use it with everything. Right. But, um, I put it in. So I, the best way to think about fish sauce is a Vietnamese condiment, but the best way to think about it is that it's an anchovy replacement, right? So you don't have to carry a tin of anchovies, right? So if you wanted to make a from scratch um, uh, Caesar salad, you can, or you put it into your red sauce, or you do you get either you just get either get a canned soup right from the store that's pre-made, and you throw in a little bit of fish sauce and just kicks it, right? So that's all it does. You don't taste it, you don't taste it, but like all it, it it's the burnt umbra of my pantry. Whereas like I could do whatever I want with it, and it kind of goes into everything, right? So I could do. All that stuff, and then I can make really quick kimchi with it as well, and all these other things. So yeah, it's it's very versatile. So there's I have a lot of that in the pantry. That's really cool. Yeah. And this, so oh, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm like, this is obviously something that you're not passionate about <laughs> by any means. Like, is it right? Like, I love that. I mean, this like honestly, guys, like food world is sort of foreign to us. Like we love trying new foods when we travel and that kind of thing. But like cooking, like I, we aspire to be good cooks. But mm-hmm. we did try making kimchi in Korea. Like uh-huh. I was like, you said that, and I was like, you oh, I know. We did actually. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. We took a class and it was, yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was great. Yeah, they we didn't we still don't know how to use chopsticks very well, and we so every everybody in the class was just kind of yeah. They didn't focus on the kimchi anymore. They were focusing on the way we were hand- <laughs> handling our chopsticks. We were the so. only white people so, in that class that day, and they're like, "Oh, Americans." Yeah. <laughs> From an Asian to that, that that uses chopstick all the time, and she she's learned to use chopsticks really well. Don't be afraid to be embarrassed. So it's it's okay. worth. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 better to try than to not try, right? For so sure, like yeah. if you have the trainers on it, no one's gonna give you shit about having trainers on it. That's Asian. Okay. <laughs> Only people that will give you shit about trainers is non Asians. Okay. okay. <laughs> Good to know. I feel better now. I feel I feel better. Don't yeah. Be yeah, the Koreans were all very gracious. Yeah. <laughs> well, everything takes practice. Yeah. So, too, every, yeah. so yeah. Mm-hmm. You, for sure. You'll never know how to do it until you can constantly try. You have to, to constantly do it. do it. Yeah, yeah. And then we've gotten yeah. to the point yeah. where it's yeah. become the, well, for me, that's always been, but like for her too, it's kind of like the utensil she grabs automatically to do whatever, mm. right? Like, really? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's so versatile. But anyways. Cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I guess you have to go back to Asia and practice some more. But so does that mean you guys cook a lot of like Asian influenced dishes on the road? We do. I heard yeah. You so, a couple. Um, okay. She loves a lot of Asian food, and I do too. And so we do cook a lot of Asian food because um, it's, it's typically harder to get really good Asian food if you're not in a big city, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. the, the weird thing about <laughs> America, especially small town America, is that it's really easy to get uh, American Chinese food, right? That's like kind of ubiquitous. And it's also the second easiest yeah. Asian food to get is also Thai food, right? So those are the two that you can mm -hmm. always get. And they're roughly yeah. varies in, in like deliciousness depending on which small town you go to, right? If you go to Jackson, yes. Jackson Hole, then there's this like incredible freaking Thai place that we went to that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. But like... So because of that, we do cook a lot of Asian food. And I think we typically cook this this Korean stew the most uh, the most often. It's like a one-pot thing. It's called budu jjigae. Um, and it's called a uh, Korean army stew. And it's it's really popular. And we love it. Yeah. Well, it's really simple because it's like ramen. There's spam in it. There's, I mean, sometimes hot dogs. We do hot dogs. Like, it sounds like a mishmash. But, like, when you're camping, yeah. those are all things you typically would have mm -hmm. anyway because mm -hmm. ramen's convenient and yeah. easy. Um, and it's delicious. It's spicy. It's cheesy. It's, like, soupy. So if it's cold outside, it's perfect. And it's only a one-dish thing. One so pot you thing, can, yeah. One pot, mm -hmm. so it's less dishes. Are you guys familiar with it by any chance? I'm trying to think if we had that. Mm -hmm. The name's familiar, and I remember there being a lot of spam, but I don't know that we actually ever tried yeah, that stew. Yeah, I don't know either. Well, so you, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we just kind of looked at the menu and like, pointed at something. So oh, I don't yeah. really fully know no. what all I tried. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it was all good. So jjigae is, is the Korean word for like a stew or a soup. So you might have seen that word okay. pretty often, right? Sure. So yeah. there's like sundubu jjigae, yeah. which you guys probably would have had, which is a, mm -hmm. a tofu uh, soup. If you guys, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. So uh, jjigae yeah. is, is but like, so bude is, is, um, is, is army. And so that's the history of this dish is that after that the ceasefire gosh. agreement um, in North Korea or, or in, in the Koreas, um, a lot of the citizens didn't have a lot of proteins or a lot of food, right? And so what they did have is they had a lot of kimchi because that's very – it's like lots of preserves, right? And they would trade it with the American bases. And what the American bases had was spam and, uh, and hot dogs and cheese, right? So it just became mm, this thing yep. that uh, yep. it's become yeah. really, really famous and – yeah, it's it's like this resilience of the people kind of thing. Yeah, and we we cook it pretty often because it's so easy in one pot, and you just not much dishes, and it's good. Yeah, that's always a perk when camping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> having dishes. Do you guys do your recipes anywhere? I I don't even know if I know that. Oh uh, yes, uh, yeah. like a cookbook or do a blog. Uh yeah yeah, it's gondurt.com, and there is a recipe for budajege on there as well. Yeah. Yeah. You have a couple articles you write for Overland Journal. Lindbergh has a couple articles with cooking uh, recipes, and then OBR magazine. Usually, you'll you'll see them for just about every. Um, for OBR, you're like always in it, pretty consistently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. The, yeah, recipes are kind of everywhere at this point. But we do have a blog, and I do eventually post printed recipes on the blog eventually. Yeah, okay. and you have some reels too, gotcha. like showing like you know the so people can actually see what's going on versus having to read it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We'll be sure to link to all that down below so people can find that <laughs> yeah. easier too. But yeah. so, is that is I have to ask one more thing. This is kind of jumping back, but were you guys? I know you're photographers, but were you doing your own filming for your new show, like the YouTube series with XO? Yes. Yeah, so we're self-producing, and okay, so we do have our yeah. good friend Jackson. Uh, he's he came on as a camera person but it, the crew is literally the three of us mm -hmm. and that's it 
Wow. Very yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So you yeah. totally developed those and, new skills. That's impressive. And for our listeners who aren't in the overlanding world, what is EXO? EXO uh, is, is, is this, these groups of, of people and groups of uh, friends and family. And they kind of started off doing like just we want to go camping. And then we let us record us camping. And then eventually they became this entity in, in the industry where they have become the aspirational kind of group of people to do things with with vehicles right so mm-hmm. they th- do incredible stuff they I do mean, incredible stuff yeah all over the globe overlanding mm-hmm. and just inspiring their viewers mm-hmm. and people following them and mm-hmm. yeah yeah incredible stuff yeah yeah and, and i think now they've kind yeah. of pivoted towards giving back a little bit or um letting other people inspire other people and so we are fortunate enough to work with them along among with many other creators that they've they've announced uh yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, that's kind of the gist of cool. it. Yeah, there's stuff. Um, and then uh, one thing I wanted to add was our show that's coming out in March. Um, it is it's called Gone Cooking, but the concept is that, that. you we I learn something from a guest in their home, right? How to cook oh, cool. a certain dish in their home, at home, no shortcuts. And then I go, we go out camping and we do a, the exact same dish campified. Yep. So th- wow. I'm trying to bridge that gap between like. Like That's cool. this is this is what it's like to make something a little more simple, right? Because a lot of people uh-huh. that, yeah. that approach us, they're like, I don't know what to cook. Like you could cook literally everything you can have at home, just a little simple. You just gotta change the mind a little bit. So that's kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah. And every guest has been kind of somebody that's in the overlanding, um, mm-hmm. you know, group, and yeah. everybody's just had their own dish and their own story to tell, and we're we're helping tell their story. So it's been really fun to get to know them, mm-hmm. enjoy their food. See if they approve Lindbergh's remake of it, and it's been it's been a blast. Nice. Oh, cool. I'm so excited for that. Yeah, that's a cool concept. I like that a lot. The yeah. only, I, we I've watched a couple food shows, but like the one that we always gravitate towards is Somebody Feed Phil, and it's always because it's got like that people aspect in it, yeah. like that whole story. Yeah. And it's kind of what it's sounding like a little bit to me. Yeah. So when you pull into a campground, or maybe you're off, or not even in a campground, you're off in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. but there's people of around people around. Do people gravitate towards your rig because you're cooking? Like, do you always have a lot of people around you? Um, in Baja, yes. So, like, weird. <laughs> it's it, it's weird to say this because a lot of people don't know about this about Baja. But once you get to a certain point in Baja, like the point south in Baja, it just becomes filled with people that want to get to know each other, right? But mm. like, so we, we we would be at a beach and then. We would have just people come up to us all the time. It's just a normal thing in Baja, right? But, like, that wouldn't happen here in the the lower 48 for some reason, right? I don't know. I feel like if you're in a camp, mm-hmm. campground, probably, In a campground, but yeah. not remote. I feel like, for the most part, we're so remote, we're not really around people uh-huh. other than our friends right. mm-hmm. whenever we're typically camping. Yeah. So I would say the approach is less so. Much in the, less in, so. In the areas we go to. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, we're always down to share. We were actually filming, um, Lindbergh's mom for the series and we were at like a hip camp area and somebody was up above us and they were the sweetest. They came down with these wings that they made. They're from Hawaii, right? Yeah, they're from Hawaii. And oh my gosh, the wings were incredible. And in the, we were in the middle of filming. So we're like, man, we got to shoot this pho. And then once we finish (laughs) it, we're going to bring you up a bowl. So we did like a food trade and they were so, so sweet. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, people are so kind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are. Did yeah. that make the did that make the episode? No, exactly no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. bummer. Okay, yeah, we were filming. Bummer. 
So let's talk for a second about travel. Uh-huh. Um, we know a little bit about your travel. And I know you said it like it started with weekend stuff and it kind of progressed. What does that look like for you guys now? Can you tell people what rig you guys have, how you travel, where you travel, all that kind of thing? Yeah. Um, well, currently we have a, a 94 Land Cruiser troop carrier that we imported from Australia. Um, we cut the roof off, fully built it out. Um, that was quite the process. Before that, we just had a Montero with a rooftop tent and we were doing, you know, weeks here and there, months here and there in the Montero. And then finally we were like, man, we really want interior space. We're like in bad weather. Mm-hmm. We're stuck in the front seats or in the tent. Like we don't really have yeah. a space to just be comfortably. Um, but, but there was a straw that broke, broke the camel's back though. Right. Yeah. So um, we were on a trip and we were in Wyoming, I believe. And it was my birthday. And uh, she got she surprised me. She bought me a cake at a gas station. I didn't know this, right? And and then we had dinner, <laughs> and it was cold and rainy outside. And this is the middle of summer, right? But like cold and rainy, I'd say in the middle of summer where we were, it was probably like a high of forty five and a low of like twenty nine, right? So it wasn't like yeah. a pleasant kind of chilly. And no. and we had dinner. It was a very simple dinner because but but we ate outside and it was cold. And then she was like, "I got you a cake," right? And so we did the cake. And, um, and then we was like, oh, it's so cold. So we sat in the front seats of the, of our, of our SUV at the time. And she sang me happy birthday and I blew out candles and we had the cake and we were like, it's time. Yeah. That was the moment <laughs> we were like, that was the moment. <laughs> we had wanted a land cruiser long before that truck. And then yeah. at the time, like it was just so out of our budget that we were like, okay, well, we got to start small too. Uh-huh. Like start with Montero, see if this is something we really enjoy doing. Yeah. And it, it was something we really enjoyed doing. Yeah. Slowly work towards it. Um, but yeah. But that same trip, you got to tell them about the, the troopy that that was a different trip. Was it? Yeah. Where we saw oh, the troopy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. gosh, there's been, Okay, so we were, uh, I guess I'll tell the story. Yeah. We were up in the rooftop tent, and it was, a storm had just blown in in the afternoon, and so we had, like, packets of miso soup up in the tent. We were just, like, sitting there, and we couldn't go outside because it was just, like, pouring rain, and then I hear somebody going down. It was, like, a clack, 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 like, yeah. far away coming down the And the, we, hadn't, the we hadn't seen anybody for, like, two days, so we were yeah. like, oh, wow, somebody, like, knows oh, yeah. this trail, and I rolled, I, like, Open the tent up, and I was like, "What? What is it? What is it?" I see the headlights, and it was a troopy. And we we're like, "Oh my god, uh. the gods are teasing us right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so probably a year later so cool. is whenever we were yep. able to import one. Yep, um, yep. But yeah, wow. it's it's been an incredible truck. We've done um, Baja twice, all the way down to oh, wow. the the East Cape, and mm-hmm. then. Um, a lot of the West Coast we've mostly focused on, but our goal is to eventually get to Nova Scotia and then get on a ferry to go to Iceland and uh, Norway. Norway. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and that would be incredible. Yeah, it's the perfect we'll size rig that. because it can fit in a container. And that was our, that was essentially yes. our goal. We were like, we want something that'll fit in that mm-hmm. and um, we'll be able to mm-hmm. you know, do more world traveling. Yeah. It's slow though, as you guys yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they they are slow. We, I mean, love it. It's a tractor. It's, oh man, it's a tank. It'll go forever. When, but yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> when we got it, there. I mean, the previous owners were like, "Yeah, you know, it's slow." And I'm like, "Yeah, of course it's slow." But then you just don't realize when you're going on, like you're in Montana and the speed limits, you know, eighty or ninety, and yeah. you're going thirty five up the hill. Yeah. It's like, okay, this is this is slow. It's yeah. slow. Yeah. Takes us weeks to get across the country. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love it, but. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, we are Ours, getting. Oh, we point, love our trucks so we, much. We are getting to the point where we're 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 seriously about about to get a turbo. 
So yeah, we'll oh, yeah. yeah. The they put one in ours. <laughs> yeah. So it, yeah, we didn't have it before the turbo, but they said it was even slower before it. We do have one though. Oh. And yeah. Yeah. I think we appreciate it. I think, yeah, I think <laughs> we do. Yeah. But you know what? Like if anything, it makes, because we were bad before this, we were in a sprinter van uh -huh. and like, it was comfortable to drive. You could just go, it was just like driving a normal yep. car, yep. you know? Yeah. And I think we would be guilty sometimes of driving a little too much uh -huh. and just like, Hey, we just need to get there. Yeah. And the, um, the, the land cruiser actually kind of forces us to be like, Hey, you know what? We're slow and let's just be intentional about like where we're going yeah. and, and yeah. taking our time mm -hmm. with it, which is nice. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. Like driving back home across the country. Like we were from like, we were in Oregon most of the summer and then we came back home to Tennessee and on the way back across the country, it was easier just to take mostly like state highways and stuff mm -hmm. versus driving down like I, whatever it is across mm -hmm. Colorado or what, mm -hmm. which or Kansas or anything, because it's just like, we're going slow anyway. So we just take all these back roads and it was just such a enjoyable way of traveling. Yeah. We always said we wanted to do that and this truck is forcing us to do it more. So <laughs> but we're appreciating it. And, and sometimes when you guys post, whether it's on threads or Instagram or whatever, it'll be like a really pretty land cruiser, whether it's your own uh -huh. or you see one yeah, yeah. In, in the wild. And it always reminds me of like cabin porn, that book <laughs> of just like beautiful, it's beautiful like trucks. I'm like, yep, yep, <laughs> that's what it is. So. <laughs> it's all the check marks. So did you guys, you said you were the ones who imported it in from Australia. Yes. Mm -hmm. What was that process like? Was that a huge headache? I'm just curious. Um, no, it wasn't that bad. I worked with, once I, I sourced it myself, I actually found the truck on a Facebook group in Australia um wired the money hoping the truck was okay enough to you know since i couldn't see it in person and then i worked with an importer to get it here uh, but it was it was pretty seamless really i mean yeah it was just like hoping everything arrived okay it arrived in long beach um we call la home so at least it was really close we just went down the street to the port and picked it up and it was ours yeah 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 i I'd say the scariest, hardest thing to do was to wire that money to a, a private person that we've never met. And we've, yeah. but like, it wasn't like, you know, like most of the time, if you go through an importer, you're just like either going to a dealership or some sort of business to like get your vehicle because we were doing private. It was just like, but yeah. we got on a call. Yeah. We, yeah. Something we had to do was we had to, in this, and our specific thing is we had to get on a call with the owner's dad because I think they were part of the title or something like that. Something like that. And that yeah. really like, okay, we feel so much better. Yeah. We could tell <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah. you know, gotcha. likely not going to get scammed. Yeah. It felt right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Trust yeah. Gut. yeah. It's still yeah. scary. It was scary. Yeah. We also yeah. used Toyota. Um, we had the car inspected by Toyota. And so like once it was at Toyota, I was like, okay, truck's there. It will not leave. I'll wire you the money. So Toyota it was kind of like a middleman in that to be able to just oh, like cool. have it be somewhere where it wasn't no longer in the owner's hands it was at a place that yeah so yeah. he just dropped it off at a near, near uh, toyota dealership and it just kind of was like yeah. you know kind of acted like a middleman we had business uh we had them do the inspection and after the inspection after money was wired over mm -hmm. they did a little bit of work on the engine that like changing belts and things like that because it's so much cheaper over there right to yeah. do that and the yeah. Yeah. Too. yeah yeah so for sure paid that and then that was kind of like yeah that really helped out a lot that, mm -hmm. that was a good move yeah 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 i, did, yeah. I didn't even think about using toyota that's yeah. really cool that's smart so yeah which which model do you guys have what's your year and model and everything it's a 94 troop carrier rv okay. and i don't know okay. what the rv designation actually means maybe some 
someone could it's probably some sort of package mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's the extended tank so we have yeah, dual fuel yeah. tanks i'm trying to think what else the rv it has the nice. originally had a back seat that went all the way across facing forward instead of the troop seats that would just like fold oh. towards each other i think that's part of the rv mm-hmm. spec as yeah. well i mean we ripped that out because you don't need okay. it for us but <laughs> um if we had a family maybe we would have left yeah. it to have, like have a place for someone yeah. to sit but yeah yeah, it's a really cool rig. So what is what is it about driving in a Land Cruiser or overlanding? What what draws you to that? Like, why do you go to that form of transportation? That's a very good question. I th- I think um, <laughs> a lot of times we're, we're very guilty of going the easy route whenever we travel, right? Especially like oh, to get to a campsite, we tend to like oh, we should go to this campsite because it's one, it's really pretty, and then two, it's not much stress on our minds to get there, right? But every so often, we go on trails that are a little harder, and then they're always, always worth it. Like, yeah. no matter what. Like, the stress of of, of, of driving there, like, because, you know, you're technically, like, you have your house, right? That's why a lot of people are like, why mm-hmm. don't you just, like, wheel your, your troop carrier? I'm like, no, we would never wheel it, but, because it's our house. Yeah, yeah, crawl, yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Um, yeah. But, you just go on those harder, like harder trails. It's always worth it, and th- I think that's kind of what it is. Like there's this like weird sense of, even though you know you're not that far from humans, it seems super far mentally, and I think that goes a long way mm-hmm. in like being like mentally healing for what for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then sure. also like we'll go to places where you know most vehicles could potentially drive there, and then we'll see one space that's full open because nobody wants to attempt uh-huh. it because it's full on rutted and like you know it looks yeah. difficult for an average vehicle yeah and the troopy just like takes it like it's nothing so we're like cool good thing this spot was like almost like for us and also there's this uh, have you guys been to sedona just pa- not briefly. not there, yeah briefly there's not that arch hike that everyone does <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah right yeah. and then there's a regular parking lot for cars and then there's these rocks and there's a two track that's like really really bad looking but if you have okay. four-wheel drive you could cut literally two miles from your hike if you went down this four-wheel drive <laughs> yeah because there's a parking lot and it's fully it's a, it's a hundred percent okay <laughs> so yeah. like our that's hike so to the cool. arch was like half an hour but normally it's like two hours so i'm just saying <laughs> okay. there's yeah. reasons that yeah. high clearance of four-wheel drive is nice sometimes yeah it's rare but yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, everybody's winded and sweating, and you guys are glistening. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And as for like an old vehicle, I don't know. I sometimes question. I'm like, man, is it time to go modern? Do we need something that's like super extra reliable uh-huh. Uh-huh. and can keep up with highway speeds and 18 wheelers aren't flying past us? That'd be kind of nice, yeah. but I, I think that's a yeah. very yeah. U.S. thought, though. That's true, right? It is. But like, yeah. if you go yeah. anywhere else outside the United States, no one is going 90 to 100 miles an hour. Right, unless you go to Germany. Yes. Even in yep. Germany, they don't even go that fast, yeah. and they're allowed to. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's a, it's it's a weird thought, right? I agree. I agree with her. We have these moments. Sometimes we're like chugging up this hill, and we're like, "Is it time yeah. that we need a, a new truck?" But then, yeah. yeah, right. We're also super like car enthusiasts, so yeah. we're just like, "Oh my gosh, this thing's sick, though." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> It is. But man, those tundras look so comfortable. Yeah, right. <laughs> they, 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 yeah, our friends have tundras and they need tundras, and we're like, oh my god. Yeah, they're Wondery. nice. Yeah, they're nice. Drugs. But yeah. I mean, that was our thought originally too. Is we were going to go new because we're about to go international. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm glad we didn't. I'm really glad that we have 
we came across the one we have. I mean, even the people we bought it from, they're German. And they're like, nobody will run you off the road and anywhere else in the world except for the Americans. Like, Americans, yeah. you'll feel fine once you get out of the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah he yeah. said this was yeah. the scariest place to drive. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's that's good to we're German. We're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you say that because uh, the minute you cross and we cross into Baja, is this weird wave of energy that goes over over us. And we're like, we could drive troopy speeds now and it's okay <laughs> your car's not gonna die because <laughs> everyone doesn't that's so that. encouraging yeah it's really nice yeah. we're like oh yeah. in a country where like one our, our our tachometer is in kilometers per hour and so like we could finally react right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i know yeah we're really excited about that our yeah, yeah our speedometer Like, yeah, he told us it was like <laughs> well, one twenty is like is like seventy seven, I think, right? So if you don't pass one twenty, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're good. Yeah, and you, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, thank goodness for Garmin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're just so excited to be in countries that are gonna have kilometers soon. Yeah. yeah. Is y'all's right hand drive? Yes. Ah, oh, okay. cool. Okay. okay cool. How's that been? Has that been scary driving on the other side of the road? No, no. It only took like a couple, like a week to get used to. And then, yeah, okay. it feels okay. like you're driving any other. Just vehicle. can't go through drive throughs by yourself. Yeah, drive throughs by yourself. <laughs> if you jump back I did into... not think about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, hey, pass the food over. <laughs> Throw it to me. Yeah, yeah. Here's my card. <laughs> um, but yeah, or if you jump back into a left-hand drive car and you go for the stick shift, like I've, I've caught myself hitting the door. Cause like I'm used to using that hand now, so. And oh, the other yeah. thing we call it, we call it being troopied, and it's the indicators are flip flopped. Oh yeah. So yeah. if we drive our troopy for a long time, the uh, the 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 signal is on the right, and then if we go to our normal car, it's on the left, and so we would always oh. hit the windshield wipers, and we go, oh, we got troopied. Uh, yeah, yeah, we got troopied. <laughs> we got troopied. That's good. I like that. I love that. So how long have you guys had the troopy now? Is that relative? This is our third year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So not super new. That's so cool. It's weird. It's still well. We're very new to the world, but we're so excited about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, if we were to go back to like your food and what like what you cook and love to do and all that and like what what would be like the go to like recipe like that I mean this is the the best thing that you cook every time you're like I'll, I'll cook that every day. Oh, man, I don't know about every day. I feel like what we mentioned, Buddha Jige, <laughs> is definitely like our go-to easy camp meal. Like it's just, it lasts a long time if we're like commuting mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually the dish that I'll just be like, man, it's cold outside. Make Buddha Jige. I'm trying to think what else though? What's a go-to? We, we, we change like, so being the cook of the family, I don't like to cook the same thing over and over and because I always mm-hmm. want to learn new things learn new recipes yeah. and so we never cook 
the same thing over and over too often. Yeah. It also depends, like, where oh. we are, what the environment's like. Like, in Baja, Lindbergh just busted out poke out of nowhere, and it was mind-blowing good. And I'm like, what the heck? What? Like, this is insane. <laughs> so good right now. <laughs> That's something we don't get a lot of in Tennessee. Yeah. Like, we have a lot of catfish here, and I'm like, I'm not going. So, so here's a question. Right now, so. Do you, the, do your grocery stores sell tuna steaks? I don't think so. I've never seen actually them. Dude, I, maybe like maybe, Whole Foods or something. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, we need to check in on that actually. So I've never noticed. Two them. quick tips, right? If yeah. if you do, they do sell tuna steaks. Look to see if they're farmed or wild. If they're wild, okay. Don't eat it raw, right? This is weird. This is a okay. weird misconception because you don't know. A lot of people don't know what's in the water, what they eat in the wild, right? But the mm-hmm. water of right. a farmed one is much more controlled and a lot cleaner. Mm-hmm. So you're more likely to not get sick eating the farmed one, right? So that's kind of like something to think about. Um, but also the other thing to think about is most – actually 100% of seafood and produce you're going to get is always frozen before it's thawed to serve you, right? So that yeah. is two things, right? So like one, if you get the farmed one, you're pretty safe. And then they're always frozen, and so you're most likely safe. You're pretty safe to eat it raw. And so, yeah, yeah. I'd okay. say – or, or cool. sushi, like having the sticker where it's sushi grade, like yeah, at Whole Foods maybe, then oh. you're like, you know, then you know. Yeah. I'd, yeah. Say, I, yeah. I'd say sushi grade is like a label that's questionable in the sense that okay. it's kind of like having the organic uh, sticker or having the non-GMO yeah. sticker. Like you could have like a grass-fed beef and it could only be fed the last half of its life and still grass-fed yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So go for farmed. Yeah. Do you have the poke? Do you have? Yeah. Reno. They said they say that Reno, Nevada has the best sushi because they will fly mm. fly it into Reno and then drive it to California, so they don't have to pay taxes. Mm. And oh. so Reno gets all of this like so it's good a little sushi. like a day earlier or something. I don't know. I what don't it know. Is. Apparently, I, they have really good sushi. I've <laughs> only heard that about Reno. Vegas because oh. okay because okay. yeah. So they fly. They have to fly everything in, and they fly it from Japan and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And because uh-huh. there's such a market for sushi. Sushi never gets to the point where it gets old enough to where it tastes fishy because it's always out the door. Yeah. So, like, you're getting the best yeah. and then you're getting the freshest. And then a lot of people said it's that even fresher sense. than, like, say a lot of, like, the beach cities, right? Like, for us, like, yeah. okay. we yeah. run into a lot of mediocre sushi, but we've yeah. always had really good sushi. Yeah. yeah. Vegas. Yeah, Vegas. Vegas. going to have to check out Okay, Reno, that's the reason though. to go to Vegas. we got yeah. to check out Reno. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let us know. Just let us know if our friends are liars. I don't know. If, I don't know yeah. if we're steering you wrong or right, but yeah. this is coming from a Reno local who lives in Seattle. Now. He could he be a liar. Sushi, like so. I, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> but that's what we've I heard. I believe it. So. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything to, to dodge them taxes. I get it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. Oh, so sure. does your Reno uh, that moved the Seattle friend talk highly about? teriyaki now you know i don't know if i've ever heard him talk about it. i don't think i have actually i don't think i've ha- heard it's been him a talk few years about... since we lived in seattle yeah since we've seen it is teriyaki supposed to be good in seattle <laughs> it's, it's mind-blowing in seattle really really yes okay and you I have to go hold the walls like the roachier it is yeah. the better the 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 teriyaki yes okay <laughs> yep that's yep. usually a good sign yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool yeah. 
Yeah, we definitely miss living in a big city for the food. That's a yeah. little bit. We don't have that variety here. No. <laughs> we do miss that. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. So what's next for you guys? I guess we just kind of want to like, what what should people know? I know we're going to be looking out for your show, Gone Cooking. Uh-huh. It's going to be on YouTube. Uh-huh. What is 2024 going to hold? Do you guys have any plans you want to share? Like where you're going, what you're doing? Um. So let's see. So the, the big exciting thing is the, so the, our whole series is going, is sponsored by Mobile One. Um, and so it's going to be on the Mobile One YouTube channel in March, sometime in March. So it's free to free okay. to so cool. consume. Um, so that's really exciting, wow. and we're we've been just like pedal to metal with that, just get, getting out the door. Yeah. Um, and in terms of trips and things like that, we have no idea. We kind of live our life at the seat of our pants. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, it's just kind of like the <laughs> we do too. <laughs> the freelance life that we, li- we, get- we live, and we yeah. want to go to Baja, but we don't know if we have time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to Vietnam to just like. Uh, we're one. We're hoping to get married this year. We'll see. We're well, getting, we're getting, well, we are getting yeah, married. Congratulations! Yeah, congrats. We're getting so. married. We don't have like a venue or date yet. Anyways, yeah. But we're yeah. Okay. Vietnam, yeah, yeah. Uh, so she could get a traditional dress, and I'm gonna get fitted for a suit over there too. And we're gonna like bike around oh, cool. and something like that too. So oh, cool. yeah. Um, we're doing that. That's okay. a for sure. Mm-hmm. And other than that, yeah. okay. there is no for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, for wow. sure, trips. I to love come, that. But we'll yeah. see where okay. it ends up being. Yeah. For yeah, sure. For I sure. love it. I mean, Vietnam, like that's that's gonna be amazing. That's yeah. on. It's high on our list. We have not been yet. Yeah. So when, when yet. Yeah. So when whenever we make it there, we will ask for your tips and tricks. Because like biking, I, you just said biking around Vietnam. That's like we want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Let us know. I've heard it's a little yeah. terrifying. But yeah. And then yeah. go soon yeah. because the Vietnam now is going very very quickly. It's modernizing very very quickly. They are now yeah. like considered uh, a second world country where a lot of tech and stuff like that and so it's it's growing really quickly and the old yeah. Vietnam is kind of getting pushed out. And so within the yeah. next I'd say 5 to 7 years it's going to change a lot. It's already changed. Yeah. But um okay. yeah. uh, for like a kind of the sign of the times is that a l- in the big cities they're trying to discredit street food vendors from opening new places and they're trying to push them into oh. more like Singaporean hawker centers. Right. So oh, like just to make it gotcha. cleaner yeah. for like, yeah. So it's a, it's an image yeah. thing, but that Vietnam it yeah. is disappearing very, very quickly. Ugh. And so I'd say go as okay. soon as possible, but that is, all right, we're going to love to be there by this year. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> see. We'll ship the truck. We're going to ship the truck and then we're going to Vietnam. So if we'll we meet it up send, later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would if never send our truck drive. anywhere. Asia. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I we're would not never drive it. our truck in Vietnam, by the way. You don't think so? I know. <laughs> I've heard it's that that scary. No, it's. <laughs> so, I, 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 I don't know. There's this magic to me about the, the motorcycle, and I would never yeah. want to be in. Like, so it's weird because you land in Vietnam and you get into a taxi and you get to your Airbnb and and or then hotel. or a hotel, right? And you're in the car the whole time, and then but the moment you get into a motorcycle there's this weird feeling that like dissipates from you. And then you're like, I'm finally living. It's this weird like thought Ugh. where it goes like, I am with the world for some reason, where in the car, the minute you get into a taxi, you're like shut off from it. Right. There's AC, there's yeah. windows, you're, like, you're disconnected mm-hmm. from the noise and things like that. And I think there's a lot of, I think that's why a lot of motorcycle overlanders do what they do. Right. Yeah. I don't have I the constitution to become a motorcycle overlander, but I understand it because of our experience in Vietnam. Yeah. 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 And I, I, I'd say, okay. yeah, it's, 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 we, it's a weird thought. Like you want to be vulnerable in a country like that to experience as much as possible. Yeah. 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 How did the, how does, how did the roads compare to like Thailand? Cause we did the whole like bike thing in Thailand thing. Are they 
more intimidating. I'm just trying to. I'd say the same. Get a point of reference here. Okay. 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 So that's not so bad. We could do that. We got this. All right. Cool. Yeah, we got it. Balance is good. Balance is good. (laughs) We've just had multiple friends go over to Vietnam and they end up like in a bike wreck or something. So they're not the most coordinated of people though. So yeah, it's just our friend group. Yeah. You have to be a very confident driver and like a kind of aggressive. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Lindbergh usually drives. I rented a scooter and within like a quarter mile, I hit my first traffic circle and I got hit by a car. So oh, <laughs> I mean, no. it was very slow. I just, it was, like, it, it was fell, like a little bunk. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was super slow. It wasn't like dramatic, but it was still terrifying. I was just like, yeah. okay, you're still yeah. driving. Yeah. I, I think the key yeah, for yeah. a lot of those countries that yeah. mentally is that you cannot show any mental weakness in your driving. Yeah. Like the minute you show a weakness, <laughs> a lot of people don't know how to react to that. Right. Because yeah. everyone just goes, right? They just go wherever they need to go. Right. Yeah. But if you show yep. confusion, a little bit of weakness, they don't it's know how to dangerous. react to it. And it's more dangerous yeah. to yeah. be confused and lost and all that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Mm, that's a good point. That is yeah, a, I could that see that. That's a great point. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. like in Thailand, you guys had like walking the city, walking across the street is a little tough sometimes, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. just go. You just go. Yeah. It's kind of that yeah. same mentality <laughs> with, the, with the motorcycle. Yeah. You just go. You don't yeah. think about it. You just go. And you know in your brain, no one's going to hit you. And if that's in your yeah. brain, then no one's going to hit you. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. I feel like people are so much more alert too. Like they're so like, there's so much happening. Yeah. I feel like I, at least in Thailand, I felt like we were seeing more, like they saw us coming. Like yeah. in America, I'd be so scared just to like, you know, yeah. go out no, on yeah. the intersection on a bike, yeah. but yeah. I feel like yeah. it's totally yeah. different there. They yeah. grow up with that sort of reaction versus here. Yeah. It's not, yeah. I mean, most people aren't paying attention when they're driving here. Period, so. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. For sure. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Be safe out there, guys. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. you too. <laughs> so oh, if people wanted to follow along, they want to either find your recipes, follow, like where can where can people find you? Um, we have Instagram. Uh, that's kind of our main thing. Uh, it's uh, Gondurton on Instagram. And it's G-O-N-D-I-R-T-I-N. And then we are, we're on threads as well, uh, same spelling. And then we're also on TikTok. Uh, and we'll have two TikToks, actually. But uh, Gone Cooking on TikTok and Gone Cooking on YouTube and Gone Dirtin' on YouTube as well. Yeah. So. And website, GoneDirtin.com. Okay. And That's where the recipes, blogs, um, all that fun stuff is. Yeah. Cool. We'll link everything down below so people can find y'all easily. Thank but you so guys, much. Thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. It was yeah. so nice to finally meet you guys yeah. sort of face to face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. great talking travel and inspiration and I know, cooking. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll cross paths soon. But y'all that. have a good one. Yeah. You too. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to What No One Tells You with Chris and Sarah. If you have a comment or question that you want answered on the air, be sure to send us a message to hello at chrisandsarah.com or you can call or text our phone number at 423- 825-9572. Thanks for listening.